בסייעתא דשמיא נעשה ונצליח. As we said, the mouth of the donkey of that belongs donkey was one of the ten things that were created right before Shabbat. Another thing that was created, one of the ten things, was the man. About 2,500 years later, after the first Shabbat, Hashem redeemed the Jews from Egypt, and with perfect faith and trust they went into the desert, relying on Hashem that He's going to sustain the whole nation. Every, every day, the man was put, was landed from Shamaim, from the heaven, to the, tor- to the doorstep every, every morning. In the book, Ripley's Believe It or Not, it describes a spring in Lebanon that person that the author of it said that he saw that the spring flows six days but then stops right before Shabbat and then it continues flowing right after Shabbat ends the following night this is very similar to the Midrash to the Midrash that explains of the river that's called the river Sambation which it it it's like a waterfall that stones falls and it sprays stones it, all around it all week the same way that in a regular spring the water sprays in this river there are stones that spray but on Shabbat it risks it, it uh, stops for Shabbat Rashi says, in connection with this, he says that on Shabbat, on, fri- uh, on Friday, there was a double measure for, for man, for everyone, so that on Shabbat it didn't fall. So that on Friday they will get a double portion, so that they won't have to go on Shabbat, and it will be ready for Shabbat. So, it was a couple of pretty amazing things that happened with the man regardless of how much people took or how little people took if someone was greedy or someone was a little bit he didn't take as much anytime he whenever he went home he would see exactly a measure for him or for any person in his house if he has five people he would have exactly five measures now leaving over the man. Let's say if someone took man, he left it over for the next day. You're not allowed to do that. Any, any of them that that was left over would become rotten. There were a few that didn't listen, and they actually left it over, and it became wormy. The first, the first Friday before Shabbat, whenever the Jews woke up, they saw that. The man came down. Their week, their daily, their daily measure. But usually they're used to one. Today they woke up and they saw two portions. They were surprised. They went over to Moshe. They said, "Why do we have two? Why is it double?" So he says, "This is for Shabbat." 
because on Shabbat there was nothing's gonna nothing's gonna fall. There's gonna be no man in front of your doors. And this man, that even though usually if you left over man to the next day it would become rotten, this man stayed fresh for Shabbat. The whole Shabbat it would stay fresh. So much so we go even deeper, and it says that. Every week it happened like this. It didn't only happen once and that's it. Even further, there was Moshe took a little bit of the man, was told to place it in the in the Aun Kodesh, in the Ark of the Covenant, to to to, to keep there. Now many year, many centuries later, Yemiyahu, the prophet Jeremiah. He took it and showed it and showed it to the people, showed it to the Jewish people as look, it's a clear miracle. Look at the, the, the man. We have it. It stayed fresh this whole time. Now in the Midbal, in the desert, when the Jews went to sleep, they didn't have any food for the next day. They didn't have any food in their closets, in their refrigerator, in their freezer, and anything. They didn't have anything. So without any miracles, they wouldn't be able to survive the next day. The, the, the small children would die of hunger. So it's not simple whenever they came with full, uh, full emunah, full bitachon, that Hashem will feed them. As it says in the Pasuk, it says in Dvarim, Hashem who feeds you man in the wilderness in order to afflict you. And it also says, in the volume also a little bit before it says he afflicted you and let you and let you be hungry and then he fed you man the Chachamim says say that whenever there's a person there are two people there's one person that has bread and goes to sleep and there's another person that doesn't this one is not connected is not the same as the as the other one the one that has the bread is not the same as the one that doesn't have the bread for the for that night. Even if it's one bread, even if it's something small. Why? Because if he has the bread, if he has something, he's not worried about tomorrow. He has some small little thing. But the one that doesn't have is worried. So now there's a question of why have it day by day? Why every day one one piece, one piece, one piece? Whenever you go to the store, you don't usually buy only for that day. You buy for a while, then you don't go to the store for a little while, however it is, a month, uh, a week, whatever it is. You have it for in the, for the future. So why day by day? So this is to show you, as it says in Dvarim, in Deuteronomy, it says that he did it in order to, le- to let you know that not by bread alone does man live. But by, but rather by everything that comes from the mouth of Hashem, does man live? Meaning that it's not the it's not the bread that makes someone live. If Hashem wants someone to live, he's gonna live. So you have to. So it's to teach everybody: don't rely on the bread. The Dad's Kenim says it's to teach you: don't place the trust in the bread. That it's not the food that sustains a person; it's the mitzvot. It's the mitzvot that gives, because if someone does mitzvot, Hashem gives them sustenance, gives them thing to continue going on. 
the mitzvot give a person life both in this world and also in Olam Abba, also in the world to come another thing that the man teaches us is bitachon which is trust in Hashem David Melech says he who trusts in Hashem kindness surrounds him chesed yusovevenu now some people say I'm not uh, enough of a tzaddik that uh, kindness is going to surround me and uh, you know this, what this pasuk says but the Golan Mivina says the pasuk, if you look at the pasuk it doesn't say that tzaddik who trusts in Hashem it, tr- it says the person that trusts in Hashem anyone could be you trust in Hashem kindness is going to surround you now there are many levels of bitachon there is a simple level that day by day whatever it is but uh, you know still gotta work gotta do your your hishtadlut your personal effort it's so much so that uh, the al-sheikh said to his students he says that you can get to such a level of bitachon and if you have true bitachon you honestly you don't have to work at all you don't have to you could just Sit, learn Torah all day, and the food will come to you. Now, in this, in this, uh, whenever the Al Sheikh said this, there was a person by the name of Meir over there. Meir, he was very simple, and he had a very hard job. He used to take the wagon with the donkey into the into the forest, chop wood, and sell it for a very small price this was his job every day he would do this and it would be very difficult for him so he says to himself he says if I could go to the shul and say tirim for the whole day or I could learn and I make double the amount of money so why should I work why should I go crazy I could just learn and everything it will come to me so he says why should I work so story goes on and says Mary's wife saw that he wasn't going wasn't going to work wasn't going to the forest to cut the trees and she asked him what's going on he said do you believe in the rabbi he said yeah it's okay the rabbi the Arshikh, he says that if you don't go after the food the food will come to you says, what are you talking about he says I want a new job the new job is called bitachon. I want to, I'm trusting in Hashem that Hashem will bring it to my door. He will bring it to me. You know, she's they're both religious. She's religious. She says, okay, fine, no problem. We'll try it out. She didn't automatically go against him, say, no, you're crazy. How's it going to work? How's it? She also has bitachon. She also has. But Mayor wanted to put it a step ahead. Now, for that week, they said, okay. They ate the food that, it said, that was inside the house. Then after, after a while, the food ran out. Mayor asks his wife, he says, no, what's for dinner? She says, I'm sorry, I don't know how to, how to cook bitachon. He says, maybe you should go back to work. You know, she had a little bit less bitachon than he had. He says, there's no way. It's out of the question. I have bitachon. I trust in Hashem that Hashem is going to give me my food. So much so that he said that he took his wagon, he took his donkey, he went to an Arab 
and he sold it for a little little money, for nothing, for a few dollars. Why? Because to show to someone, to show Hashem that you have bitachon, however, however much extent to show that you have, you have to show it with action. You have to show it. Mary didn't go to work. He wants to show this. It's not just like um, one day, you know, I'm not going to work, and then if I have a little bit less bitachon, okay, I'll go to work this day. He says, no, I'm getting rid of it. This is how it is. He had such strong bitachon. He sold his business. He got rid of it. Now, he got money. He had a little bit more food to last him the, the rest of the month, the, the, until the end of the month. And then after, again, they're hungry. They have nothing. But Mary still didn't stop. Now, after he says, no, I'm not going to work. Right after, he heard a sound outside and he was trying to wonder what, he was wondering what it is. He opened the door and he saw, who did he see? He saw his donkey over there. He says, what's happening? But he saw, he saw, he saw his donkey, he was like thirsty, hungry. He was like, oh, he recognized uh, how, how his donkey used to, used to be whenever he was hungry. So he took off the wagon from the back of the donkey gave it water and straw for him to eat, for it to eat and then mayor was checking the wagon and he saw dirt on top of it in the in the wagon and he saw a little piece of something sticking out so mayor took a, took the dirt off and he saw that it was a chest chest he opened it and he saw he saw it was gold so what was the story over here that the arab Apparently found the chest while he was digging something. He put it on the wagon, put dirt on top of it, put earth, earth on top of it, and he went back to work to look for other things or whatever he had to do. And then suddenly a rock fell on him and he died. So the donkey sitting over there, not doing anything, standing. But after a while, the donkey got very hungry. He didn't eat anything since the morning, so he was waiting. He couldn't do it anymore. But he remembered where his where his owner used to live. So he went and he went to his previous owner. So we see that Mayor had strong bitachon. He says, Hashem will give me the money. Hashem will give me the food. And that's what it is. That's what happened. Hashem said, you trust me so much. Here's the thing. Here's the full treasure chest. So the Al-Sheikh students couldn't understand how such a simple Jew as Mayor was able to succeed in this bitachon and his but they they didn't they couldn't do it so Al-Sheikh said that Mayor had pure bitachon he was strong in it he says I'm going straight forward with it so Hashem, Hashem helped him with it now there's a little bit of a warning doesn't just mean you should quit your jobs doesn't mean you should go straight forward and that's it now jumping into the wind if you know that you have this then that's one thing but don't just work on instinct speak to the rabbi speak to the rabbi speak to the wife try to live on bitachon the bitachon that you have before you take the step see if you're doing good now do i have the bitachon that i that i have that i need for currently or am I still complaining I'm still this that something and then uh, 
We'll see how it is to go a step further. Continuing, we see from this that the man itself also kept Shabbat. That it fell on Friday, double pieces, but didn't fall on Shabbat. So because of this, we commemorate, we remember the miracle of the man by on Shabbat we have two loaves of bread on every meal on, Shabbat, on the Shabbat meals for all the three meals we have and not only that we have an additional thing to put a little bit of a remembrance we have a tablecloth on the table and then we put the bread on top then we have another, ta- another cloth on top of the breads to have a little bit of a hint because the man was covered between two layers of dew every morning now according to Rashi the man is alluded to in a verse about Shabbat as it says in Bechishit it says it in the second chapter third pasuk it says Hashem blessed the seventh day and sanctified it now this means that Hashem built and built Shabbat he blessed Shabbat and sanctified it so that on Shabbat would basically seep in all the blessings of Shabbat into the weekday into the rest of the week into the six days of the week that Shabbat was like a fountain of blessing now there's a question the verse speaks about Shabbat of Bereshit doesn't speak about the Shabbat of when they first started getting the man the man happened many many years later so how could it be so Rashi explains it even further and he says the verse is speaking about the future the Siftei Chaim the Siftei Chachamim explains that Shabbat was infused with blessing for the, for forever for the whole time for all time so we always we, 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 may, we might think to ourselves how can we manage with financially you know we're not working one full day of the week seven days if you don't work one out of, one out of seven it's you know you do it once okay it's not such a big deal but you do it after a while it starts to pile on so how can we do it how can we refrain from doing any work and not only that we honor Shabbat by spending even more for Shabbat for the meals to enjoy Shabbat to make onik Shabbat the answer is that Shabbat itself will pay us back because since Shabbat is infused its whole essence is blessing it's going to pay us back what's the example the man is the example the man since the man came to double portion we didn't lose anything we didn't have to go and get it ourselves it came it came to us on Friday double portion one very nice story Ravnissim again he was in Paris for about two weeks there was a Moroccan Jew that came to him. His name was Maurice. Maurice was really, was 
from a religious home. He was raised in a religious home. But now he owned a store that was open on Shabbat. Him, his wife, and his children in this in the store work like dogs throughout the whole seven days of the week. So Rabbi again tells, tries to tell Malis, he says, you please, he tries to persuade him, he says, please, you have to close your store on Shabbat, you're a Jew, you cannot work on Shabbat. You have no idea what you're doing. Malis says, are you crazy? It's impossible. I have such a big rent. Shabbat is the big day. I can't close on Shabbat. It's the way whenever I make the most business. So Ravi again says, "You know what? How much you make? How much you make on Shabbat?" He says, "I make, let's say, a thousand dollars." So he says, "You know what? Let's make an experiment. I'm going to make a test with you. You close your store on Shabbat, and if you don't make." $2,000 on Sunday, I'll pay you back $1,000. Morris says, you sure? He says, yeah. I trust, I trust in Hashem. I know this is going to work. Okay. So Morris, Maurice said, no problem. He agreed. That Shabbat, he told all his workers, he said, go home. Don't work on Shabbat. You have the day off. He told his wife to prepare the food, everything, Shabbat, the whole thing. Kept Shabbat, he went to shul. On Sunday, after work, he came to see Rabbi again. Rabbi again says, How much do I owe you? Reaching his hand in his pocket, How much do I owe you? Did you make less than $2,000? Maurice looks at him with a smile on his face. He says, Kodarav, I should pay you. He says, Not only did I make $2,000, I made $3,000. Rabbi again says, yeah, I told you. He says, okay, listen, I'll be here again next week. He says, Rabbi again says, I'll be here again next week. You want to do it again? You want to do the experiment again? Well, he says, no problem, I'll do it, we'll, we'll do it again. He did it again. Sunday he came, he made $4,000 on Sunday. Where he says, for the Rav, that's it, no more experimenting. I've already sworn to... Never to never to leave my store open on Shabbat. Another story by Rabbi again was there was one uh, receptionist named Shira. Shira said to him, "I want to start keeping mitzvot. I want to start keeping Shabbat. But I work in a hotel in a reception desk that." I have to work on Shabbat. So I can't get I can't risk getting fired. It's Pikoch Nefesh, it's a matter of life and death. So I have to pay my mortgage. And again tells her, listen, a mortgage is a loan. It's not life and death. It's not Pikoch Nefesh. Says, however, you know, if you get fired because you don't want because you don't work on Shabbat, come to my call and read Tehilim. I'll pay you. So on Friday, Shira, uh, Shira calls her boss and tells her she cannot, she cannot work on Shabbat anymore. He says, what are you doing? You're going against the contract. He says, this is the deal. You're fired. And right after the phone call, uh, right after she told her, her, her boss, she called Ravi again. She says, 
with love on Sunday, I'm going to become the first female Kolo student in history. Okay. Keep Shabbat, After Shabbat, Shira calls again. Says, I don't need to come to the call on Sunday. Why? Because my, bo- my, my, my boss just called. And he says that on Friday night, his conscience was tormenting him. When he fell asleep, his father came to him in a dream, screaming, going angry at him. He says, you Asha, you Nazi, how can you fire a Jewish girl for not working on Shabbat? Say, how dare you? You don't, you don't understand that this is the whole entire, this is the blessing, this is what she has to do. She's doing the will of God. So he got so scared, he said, right away, he hired me again. He says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I fired you. He said, from now on, Shiva's tell, telling Zavi again. He said, from now on, not only do I have my job back, he said, I have Shabbat off, and I get 25% increase. This is all because she trusted. She says, okay, fine. The Rav says, I'm trying. I'm going to do it. Told her boss, I'm not working. Boss says, you're not working? She says, okay, regardless. Okay, I lost my job. Now I'm going to keep Shabbat. She kept Shabbat. Hashem showed her that she didn't lose out. She gained a lot. So now, in the desert, the Jews woke up on Shabbat. And they looked at the man, they saw that it was still fresh. They were like, wow, look at this. We saw, we heard the story of the, of the two people that left it over and it got molded. But look, it's still good. So they went to Moshe and they asked, should we go again? And uh, maybe there's going to be some, something today. So he says, no, there's not going to be anything today. As the Pasuk says, you're not going to find anything. On the six days you go out, you're going to find something. But on the seventh day, you're not going to find it because it's Shabbat. But the two people didn't listen. Two people went and went to go went to go get some more man. They didn't find anything. Who were these two people? These two people were Datan and Aviram, the same two people that saved the man for the next day. Hashem says, says he got angry, he got upset, Hashem. He says Pasuk, how long will you refuse to observe my mitzvot and my teachings? See that Hashem gave you Shabbat, therefore on the sixth day He gives you the bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place and on, uh, on the seventh day. Basically, don't go out on that day. Hashem says, why do you go against me? Why do you go against my mitzvot and my teachings? I gave you Shabbat, I told you not to go out on Shabbat. So, the question is, what did they do? They went out and they they did one mitzvah. They did they didn't do one mitzvah. They broke Shabbat. So why does it say my mitzvot and my teachings? It's only it's, it's it was one mitzvah. Why does Hashem speak about my mitzvot and my teachings? So that's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. Shabbat, the Chachamim says, is equivalent to the whole Torah. To all the mitzvot of the Torah, Gaon Mavina says that every single mitzvah of Shabbat is this is equivalent to every other mitzvah. Meaning every single minute, every minute that passes, you're making 
all the mitzvot of the Torah. Why is that? Because Shabbat is the epitome of the faith of Judaism. It's the cornerstone. It's without it, there is no Judaism. Whenever you keep Shabbat, you are a living testimony that Hashem created the world from nothing and that He's the King. If you keep it, you're saying, I believe that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. If you break Shabbat, chas v'shalom, you're saying, in essence, even if you say it a million times, you don't keep it, you are actively with action showing Hashem, I don't believe that you created the world in, seven, in six days and rested on the seventh. Even if you say, I do, I do, I do, you don't show it. Actions speak louder than words. You're saying, I don't believe that, I don't believe in this. So, after describing the man, the Torah describes the man and how that Hashem sustained all of our ancestors in the desert. It explains, it says the story of Amalek's attack. Now, if you look, you're going to see that Am Yisrael was protected in the, in the desert, surrounded by the Ananea Kavod and the pillar of fire, the clouds of glory. And now Hashem brought us out of Egypt, which he totally he embarrassed the whole Egypt. He brought it down to its knees with ten plagues and uh, Yamsuf. Totally embarrassed. It totally made him nothing. All the other nations were scared of Amisqar, were scared of Hashem. They saw what type of awesomeness. But Amalek, the symbol, the whole epitome of evil and anti-Semitism, what did they do? They went they went and they attacked it. They, they attacked against Hashem's people. What did what did what gave Amalek? the strength to, to attack us, the, the boldness. What gave them the strength is Chilul Shabbat. Shabbat desecration. How do we know? Because the Gemara explains it. It says that in the Pasuk, in the, uh, the, the, the Torah, it says in the Pasukim that on the seventh day, some people went out to gather the man, which is the Tanan Aviram. And right after it, it, say, it comes and it says, Amalek came and fought Israel. So the Gemara explains it. It says, if the Jewish people kept the first Shabbat, no nation would ever be able to, to touch them, to dominate them. What does this mean? You look deeper. It means that if we kept the first Shabbat, we didn't go out. They didn't go out and look for man. We would have been spared all the destruction of Choban Bet Hamikdash, the first Bet Hamikdash, second Bet Hamikdash, and all the exiles that became because of it. We wouldn't have to go through the Spanish Inquisition, all the pogroms, all the anti-Semitism, the Holocaust. Why? Because of one Shabbat. One Shabbat was desecrated by who? By only two people out of the whole nation. 
shows you how much that how big of a thing of Shabbat desecration because of two people desecrated Shabbat we have to go through all this now the opposite uh, the opposite is true because of uh, keeping Shabbat also keeping Shabbat brings the redemption closer also as the Gemara states also it says that if Am Yisrael would keep two Shabbatot in accordance with the laws they would be immediately redeemed Meaning that if everybody, together as a nation, every Jew, keeps Shabbat, the redemption will come immediately. Mashiach will come and everything would... So Rabotei, the Geulah is coming very, very soon. It's very close. Soon the, the Bet HaMidash will come in Yerushalayim. Ravigim actually speaks about his his father, his father Rav Rav Yaakov again. That he one time Rav Yaakov again one time had a dream that he saw the avot Avram Isaac and Yaakov bringing the third Bet Hamikdash ready made, bringing them bringing it down to earth from from uh, from uh, Shemaim. So Rabotei, what are we waiting for? Let's we have to up, upgrade our observance to Shabbat. If we're keeping Shabbat, up, upgrade it, make it better, buy more food for Shabbat, make it more of an oneg, enjoy it more. If we're not, it's, it's time we do tshuva fast and start keeping it. Start doing what we have to do. And Bazat Hashem. Mashiach will come Ba'ahava and everybody will be there when Mashiach comes Bimhera Bimen Amen.